An Eiffel Tower replica stood proud and tall upon its concrete slab. Sam Blanchard perched on high, straddling a cross member and made ghostly in the flickering blue arc light of another perfect weld. He drew the bead carefully, staring through the green-black pane of his welding helmet as his hand moved back and forth, just enough to keep the rise of bubbling metal tight. A line of molten steel formed beneath the crackling spark, joining metal in a seam that looked as if a row of dimes had fallen like dominoes neatly one upon the next. He drew the bead with an artist's eye for beauty as much as an engineer's for strength. When it was done, he flipped the haven of his boxy helmet up atop his head with a practiced jerk of his neck. He peered at his work through the failing light of a drooping summer sun, gazing down at the joint he'd made and watching the orange heat fade from the weld like the memory of a dream, the line of it turning gray and taking on a dust of ash. The weld was good. He smiled. He straightened, reaching up to grip a thick crossbeam of his Eiffel Tower, his windmill replica two percent to scale, and stretched to get the kink out of his back. Darkness had crept in from the east while he worked, and had already devoured the patch of willows at the other end of the pasture by the crick, muffled them to shadows and suggestions like mounds of yesterdays, stacked upon the darkening banks of the river, time. Surely would be worried if he didn't get home soon, figured he'd fallen off or electrocuted himself in the dark. He climbed down carefully, plain brown boots sliding into the triangular corners of his windmill's latticework. He stepped off into the dirt and backed away a few paces, staring up to admire his accomplishment. It was gorgeous. Twenty-five feet tall and nearly exact. Well, perhaps not totally nearly exact, but pretty goddamn close. Arnold Whimsy had laughed at it the other day. Whimsy, of all people. You're not going to start drinking wine and eating baguettes, are you? Whimsy had said. But Sam had seen the admiration in Arnold's eyes. It was a fine replica. Just fine. Sam allowed himself a broad grin, hidden in the dimming solitude, and with a satisfied grunt, headed for his truck. Shirley was waiting dinner for him when he got back to the house. There you are, she said. I was afraid the mashed potatoes were going to get cold. You never like them when they're heated a second time. They get too thick, he agreed through the screen door, pulling his boots off with a rickety old boot jack on the porch. The door banged shut behind him and he went inside, crowding in at the sink beside his wife to wash his hands. Did you finish? she asked moving her ample behind to give him room to scrub away the dirt and carbon flecks that mingled amongst the brown spots on the backs of his hands and still strong forearms. A patient smile appeared as she watched the swirl of dirty water form and whirl away, conspicuous against the pristine white of the kitchen sink. She went to the oven and pulled out a pan of steaming rolls, made from scratch, and then set them on the stove, filling the air with the sublime aroma of fresh-baked bread. Yes, for the most part, anyway. I'll get the pipes run this weekend and the blades up by next. Wait till Rich and Darren see it. Darren's going to be amazed. 
She beamed at him while her hands plucked piping hot buns from the pan and dropped them one by one into a nest-shaped basket, which she then covered with a towel. I'm happy for you, she said. This has been a lot of work. Yeah, he said, but probably a waste of time. He sat down at the kitchen table and opened up the newspaper lying there. A few moments later, he snorted to himself and said, Cattle price is down again. I swear I hate this business. Eighty-three cents a pound. Can you believe it? Shirley knew better than to comment and set the table for their evening meal. She spooned just the right amount of potatoes onto his plate and ladled brown gravy over them, careful not to get so much on them that it pooled and ran up against his steak. He didn't like that. She fixed her own plate and sat down, then got back up and retrieved the basket of rolls.